But first, Bally's, the developer planning the new Chicago Riverfront Casino, has an unlikely alley. Environmentalists. Margaret Frisbee, the executive director of Friends of the Chicago River, says she likes Bally's proposal if the company can keep its promises. That's because since the 1980s, the structure that's been on that site was built right next to the waterfront, meaning pedestrians had no access to it. Bally's, on the other hand, is required to set its casino away from the water, allowing people more room to walk around and eat and socialize by the river. So joining us now is the director of Friends of the Chicago River, Margaret Frisbee. Welcome back to Reset, Margaret. Sasha Ann, thanks for having me today. Also here in studio is Steve Johnson. He's a freelance journalist who has reported for the Chicago Tribune, Crane Chicago Business, and for this story, WBEZ. Hey, Steve, welcome. Hey, good morning. Tell us, Steve, about this uh, proposed casino site right now. Give us more of, of what's there and how Bally's plans to replace it. Uh, well, as a uh, former longtime Tribune employee, I know well uh, what's there. It's the uh, it's the uh, Chicago Tribune's uh, printing plant known mm-hmm. as Freedom Center, um, and it's kind of a you know industrial age mess uh, in terms of uh, how it uses the river. It's just a big brick wall along the river. There's a big kind of unsightly parking lot, uh, a, a sad little uh, park um, alongside it that's not really accessible to the public. Um, so so the Bally site would, you know, it would bring in glitzy new casino, uh, uh, a, a sort of long, low casino and a tall hotel tower and then some parkland and uh, river walk, um, uh, kind of a river walk extension almost uh, along the front side, along the river facing side of it. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and a lot of, you can talk a, a lot of ways about the casino and what it will do or not do to or for Chicago. But um, in terms of what it will do for the river, you've got to think ultimately that's going to be an improvement. Yeah, as I hear you describe the Freedom Center and the parking lot and the sad park, as you put it, surrounding it, sounds like access to the riverfront. That that wasn't always a priority for the city. No, no. It's, you know, it's been a long uh, history, and, and Margaret can speak to this well, too. It's been a long history in the city of uh, finally waking up to the uh, possibilities that having this great river, you know, running through uh, the heart of downtown and then kind of bisecting it north and south, uh, of, of actually turning that into an amenity rather than just, a, you know, a means of conveyance or a place to, to, uh, to stick an industrial plant. Yeah. Let's stick with the history for a moment, Margaret. One of the reasons that the Chicago Riverfront's been neglected is its, its history as a place for just dumping our waste. Can you tell us more about that? Sure, absolutely. You know, when Chicago was founded, we looked at the lakefront as a place where we would get our drinking water, and we looked at the river as an industrial corridor, and not just for what's along the river, but what was in it. So we dumped in sewage, we dumped in industrial waste, we put in anything that the people didn't want, and of course, infamously, Bubbly Creek, where we were dumping in the refuse from the Union stockyards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we look at the river and where we are now, we've come a long way from that past of you know, I mean, look at it. Part of the river is actually called the Chicago Sanitary and Ship Canal, right? That was the vision for the river 100 years ago. And of course, that's not our vision today. Yeah. A lot of buildings go right up to the waterfront. But since 1999, a new policy changed that. Tell us more about those new design guidelines, Margaret. 
Sure. So the Chicago River Design Guidelines really celebrate the river, and they have evolved over time from basically requiring a 30-foot setback for public open space every time a riverfront parcel redevelops to actually really embracing not only as a public resource, but a natural resource. So calling for, you know, softened riverbanks with natural habitat, natural plantings that, are you know, are wonderful for migratory birds, which Chicago's full of right this minute, um, but also turtles and muskrats and, you know, all different kinds of wildlife. And so there's really a vision that we can have a, a built environment, but a green, healthy mantle and a blue-green corridor along the river. And that has been championed by the City Department of Planning. It's mm -hmm. in the Chicago um, North Branch Framework Plan that the casino site needs to adapt to. Uh, you know, and so it's really a very different vision from that old one where we were just dumping everything in the river whenever we felt like it. Yeah. So to that end, Margaret, tell us, what is it about this plan uh, that's excited you and Friends of the Chicago River? Well, I'll tell you, you know, we were not initially big fans of a casino on the riverfront. Like the lakefront, we need to protect the river and really concentrate on, you know, public use and, and wildlife and protection and river health. But once it was narrowed down to this site and, you know, we met with the casino developers in June and they were receptive to our ideas. Um, so, you know, we're talking about a blue-green corridor where the whole river system is connected, natural open space, talking about native landscape design. And they were willing to listen and talk, talk they actually told us about their ideas for big green roofs and taking seriously bird protection and stormwater management, all the key elements. And so we are waiting to see the evolved plan, but they have been receptive. And so mm -hmm. we think that redeveloping this site in a way that is really truly, um, you know, designed for people and for wildlife, as well as the casino, that's a win from, yeah. you know, as Steve pointed out, the Freedom Center, which you know, it didn't really embrace the river as a natural resource, that's for sure. Yeah, Steve, people will only hang out on the riverfront if it's a nice place to be, right? So talk more about how the casino plan will sort of make it more inviting. Well, that's really true. I, You know, I talked to um, uh, Maurice Cox, who's the relatively new commissioner of planning in the city, uh, came over from Detroit and, and did some uh, uh, big riverfront redevelopment there. And he said, you know, I, I am not a gambler. Uh, I My priority here was to make sure that this site would be welcoming to people who never pulled the handle on a slot machine who, so, so that the public can come in and use it, uh, whether it's the park or a dog park or an outdoor concert venue that's planned there or, or the new sort of river walk uh, that's planned out front of the casino with, uh, with a bunch of restaurants along the way. Um, and, and I think that that really has the potential uh, to make this kind of key piece along the north branch of the Chicago River into um, uh, kind of prime connective tissue, mm -hmm. um, bringing the, you know, the already improved uh, downtown river walk, which is an absolute city gem, an yes. icon already, uh, and bringing that together with what's going on further up the river, uh, like with the uh, Lincoln Yards development. This is Reset. We are talking about the proposed casino on the Chicago River and why environmentalists are actually pretty happy about bringing more pedestrians to the waterfront. With us are journalist Steve Johnson, who covered the story for WBEZ, and Margaret Frisbee, who's executive director of Friends of the Chicago River. Margaret, help us understand why is it important for environmental activists to get more people to spend time along the river? Sometimes I wonder, would it be better if people just left the river alone? <laughs> Yeah, um, 
so I'm sorry you're cutting out a little bit, so I'm hoping that you can hear me. Um, but we can hear the you. The river itself. Okay, good. So, um, yeah, it, bringing people to the river teaches them that it's not a water feature, that it's a natural resource. So if you're on the North Branch, the South Branch, on the Little Calumet, you're going to see people fishing. You're going to see... Um, you know, all kinds of different bird species, there's turtles. And if you're looking down from a bridge or if you're just zooming by on the bus, you're not getting it that the river is an alive natural resource. So when people are on the Chicago Riverwalk and they see someone, you know, you could be having a drink, but someone else is out there fishing. And that's making you realize that this river system is alive and that that past treatment with sewage and whatever mm -hmm. got dumped into the river is unacceptable. And so we think that bringing people to the river's edge is building advocates. And that's been one of the core strategies that we've employed for the last 43 years and it's worked we've you know people no longer would accept that the river is polluted the way that it used to be yeah well, Steve you know bringing more people to the river uh, it reminds me one of the things that neighbors of the casino were worried about were concerned about was noise right as more people would come out and hang out at nights and on the weekends Bally's, are they addressing those concerns? Yeah, I, I spoke with uh, Brian Israel, who heads the River North uh, Residents Association, a big, big group of uh, uh, homeowners and, and tenants, I guess, uh, mostly across the river, but right there. Okay. Um, and he said, you know, they, they have gone from, I guess, facing the inevitable, they've shifted from initial opposition to the Bally's plan to uh, uh, wanting to make all the improvements they can. Um, and... Like Margaret, they describe the same kind of process where they've m been encouraged by meetings with the uh, Bally's developers. Um, uh, you know, they raised concerns about the outdoor concert venue. Uh, it seems like Bally's is not willing to give in on that, but maybe we'll try to make some amenities or, or, or changes to uh, minimize the impact on the neighborhood. But then also, uh, you know, they, there was a, a plan for a pedestrian bridge that would cross, uh, connect from the west side of the river where the casino plan is um, over to the east side where there's a nice little park that I think the residents there really enjoy and enjoy the sort of quiet of it. Uh, residents objected and, and I, the Bally's people said, okay, it's out of the plan. Mm. So so they took uh, encouragement from from that, that, that this is not a uh, not kind of being um, jammed down their throats, essentially. Yeah. Margaret, you said that you are meeting this week with Bally's executives. What is it that you're hoping to accomplish in those conversations? Well, so tonight, the Chicago River Ecology and Governance Task Force, which is actually managed um, by the Chicago Department of Planning and Development, is is hosting them for a meeting where, you know, experts from a variety of nonprofits and city agencies will be reviewing their amended plans. So what we're hoping is to see, you know, a revised plan that reflects the kinds of things we talked about, a softer edge, a lot of bird habitat, mm -hmm. um, you know, just basically a really green site. And I know early on when we were talking about it, we were saying we'd like to see the greenest casino in the world. And really what <laughs> I realized is we want to see the bluest casino in the world, right? So what is river friendly? And that's what we're hoping to see tonight. I like that. What other ways do you hope that Chicago will just expand access to the riverfront, Margaret? Well, you know, we have just this huge opportunity with the riverfront. We The river goes through so many neighborhoods, so many communities that lack public open space. So if we can develop the river as a blue-green corridor, and every time we have an opportunity, think about it as what do, what do people want, what do people need? You know, nature is good for your health. It's good for your mental, mental health, your physical health. And then we also have this responsibility to the planet, and the river can play this huge role, role in that, as can the, you know, the adjacent lands. And so really for us, it's this idea of just looking at the whole river system is one system that should be connected and it should 
you know, provide wonderful amenities for people and for wildlife. Mm-hmm. The plan, Steve, for, for the casino, it still has to be approved by a, a lot of agencies. Talk to us about next steps for this to go through. Yeah, they've got um, uh, so they're, they're, they've applied to the Illinois Gaming Board, so they need that approval. Um, there is a uh, just to get a, a license to, mm-hmm. to run a casino. Uh, they're hoping to go into a temporary space uh, in the uh, old Medina Temple uh, downtown um, uh, before they open up the casino in 2026. Uh, they have to get. Uh, uh, planning commission approval, uh, city council zoning committee, and then they go back to the city council. Um, and all of this is, I think, supposed to be happening. I mean, there's no firm timeline on it, but in yeah. the next couple of months, uh, some of the process involves the uh, uh, the meeting uh, that Margaret is having tonight with the River Ecology Ta- Task Force and showing new plans uh, um uh, to the uh, very interested parties in, in this. I assume you'll be following this. What are you paying most attention to? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I just want to see, uh, I think mostly like Margaret, I, th- I think it's a really interesting uh, way to look at this. You know, we've we've talked a lot about the other aspects of the casino problem, gambling, whether it'll raise enough tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really interesting to look at it as a, a part of an improving uh ecosystem and urban uh kind of urban environment uh for residents and 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 uh so so i you know i, I want to know how good are they going to make it how useful is it going to be for people who uh will never uh drop a quarter or whatever they I think cost. we all want to know that steve yeah 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 <laughs> a good question steve johnson is a contributor to wbez and margaret frisbee is the executive director of friends of the chicago river thank you both